0: What is up, my people, and welcome back to another episode of Probably Problematic. I'm your host, Kate, and this week's episode is going to be very triggering on my mental health. (laughs) Oh, I am so stressed about this episode, and, like, my heart is racing. I'm probably having a fucking anxiety attack right now, and I'm not even aware of it. (laughs) Listen, this... This experience of mine was very, very, very traumatic, and it is one that I wish I can forget about. It's one that I have tried to forget about, but listen, I am a woman of my word, and I promised that I would do this story time for you guys. I'm going to relive this trauma, and I also feel like there's a lot of speculation about this specific experience and time in my life and there were in fact a lot of rumors where everyone blamed me. And back then I wasn't really using my platform or my mouth for anything that was good. So like I wouldn't have defended myself the way I'm going to defend myself today. And as always, when I tell these past story times, um, just know that I never look for sympathy. I'm an adult. I'm 27 years old and I am capable, very capable of holding myself accountable for the things that I've done wrong. I am in no way, shape or form trying to say that I am a saint, pity me, blah, blah, blah. Absolutely not. It's none of that. I will be admitting to things that I did that were wrong. It's literally that simple. There's nothing for me to be ashamed of. Keep in mind, this did happen, I want to say six years ago, because it happened when I was like turning 21 so like six seven years ago and i'm going to relive this trauma for you guys so you're fucking welcome before we get into our episode as always you guys know i like to give you guys a weekly update i'm still on my self-love high where i love myself and nobody but myself it has been an experience because i'm so used to putting myself down but these days i am waking up with no one in mind but myself putting myself first, doing the things that make me happy, not caring about what anybody has to say or think. Um, Work is going great. I've have so many ideas. I literally have so many ideas for my team that I don't know what the hell I want to do, which is a good and bad thing. Good because there's a lot to pick from, you know. Um, I have a lot of things I want to do. Bad because with the whole COVID situation and like where everybody is right now, where we're kind of in a weird state where we don't know what the fuck is going to happen in this world anymore. Like I literally don't know anything. So I'm someone that when I think of something and I'm passionate about it, I have to make it happen. And there's a lot of things holding me back from the things that I want to make happen because of the whole COVID situation and everybody not really knowing what's going to happen in the future. And I don't want to take that risk where I pour my all into something and then, it stops it or it holds it back from actually happening because that's going to piss me off and frustrate me. But at the same time, I'm on this new wave of fuck it. We are just rolling with the punches. So I don't know. That's where I'm at in that weird middle where I don't know what the fuck I want to do as far as like pursuing all of my goals do I do them all at once do I do it one at a time do I take a step by step like that's my brain right now I've also had a migraine headache for the past three days I suffer from really bad migraines I get them a whole lot especially when I have a lot of things on my mind whether it's a lot of good things where it's like I'm so anxious and I want to get everything started or I'm just stressed but I'm not stressed so that's why I don't understand why the fuck I have these damn migraines and they will not go away I've been eating healthier too um I eat sushi So I think that makes me pretty healthy, if you ask me. Um, But yeah, yesterday I had this fucking horrible stomach pain. This morning, I drank a ginger ale and I burped like nobody's fucking business. I wish you guys heard it. It was something that you would hear straight off of like Nickelodeon. That's how disgusting it was. But then my stomach started feeling better. I also think, this is me self-diagnosing myself, I also think that I... I'm slowly but surely becoming lactose intolerant. And I do not fuck with that whatsoever. Like, I love cheese. I love cheese. I love anything dairy. And if I have to do non-dairy, Jesus Christ. Fucking cut all my toes. Or literally cause me the most inconvenience in life. Like, come into my house and steal all of my chargers type shit. Because that is going to annoy the fuck out of me. I love cheese. I can eat cheese by the block. And I've noticed that every time I eat something with cheese or dairy in it, my stomach hurts extremely bad. There is no pepto or ginger ale to save that. I also hope I don't have IBS. Again, this is what Google told me. I self-diagnosed myself on Google. Do not laugh at me because I know I'm not the only one. I go on Google for a migraine. And the next thing you know, I'm going to die in two hours. That's what Google told me. So... That's where I'm at right now. I'm just living my best life, praying that I don't have a cheese issue and I don't have a stomach issue because that would really fucking suck. (laughs) That would really fucking suck. That would depress the shit out of me. But, yes, that's my weekly update. I'm still a bad bitch, always going to be a bad bitch. Depression, anxiety, and now fucking cheese problems. (laughs) That's just me living my best life. So, let's get into the long-awaited story time so this story is about an experience that definitely changed my life it changed me in a more positive way it helped me realize that I have to take accountability for all of my actions whether I want to or not I need to take a step back and notice when I am wrong and put my pride aside the world doesn't always revolve around me to everybody else Because in my world, I'm that bitch. I'm the queen. I'm the shit. No one matters in my world but me. And that is okay because that's me putting myself first. However, in the real world, no one is going to put me first. So it's not always what I say goes. There's going to be a time where I need to hold myself accountable. And this specific situation taught me that. Sadly, it had to be in this way. So to sum up what the story is going to be about, and then I'm going to start from the beginning, because there's a lot of beginning details that nobody understands. To sum up my story that I'm telling, there was a Congress that I went to, uh, the CT Salsa Fest. I went there, hmm, I, was, I don't remember the exact years. I said this happened like six years ago. So it has to be, yeah, you do the fucking math. I'm not going to be a mathematician over here. 2021 subtracted by six or seven years, yeah? So it was around that time frame and there was a big brawl that happened. And every time someone still to this day sees me, it's like, oh my God, you were in that brawl that happened in CT. And because of legal reasons, mainly because of legal reasons, which when I start from the beginning, it's gonna make sense to you, mainly because of legal reasons, I wasn't really to speak on it. And I also was very... Immature and new to this whole legal thing. And I was also very scared because it seemed like no matter what I did, no matter what I said, everyone already had this picture of me. So I was scared that anything that I would say would kind of make it worse on my end, whether it would be brought back to the people who were doing this to me or if it would be brought back to like promoters and it's like, oh, look, she's not holding herself accountable enough, you know. I had a fear of being canceled before being canceled was even a fucking thing basically. So today's episode is going to be about me addressing that specific situation and giving you a before story and giving you an after updated story because this still to today affects me, especially mentally. It's more mentally because the legal situation of it was worked out, which again we will get into that later on. The more seriousness of it was worked on. But this goes to show you that even after all of this has happened, the people that are involved in this situation are still the exact fucking same. And I was not the fucking problem. But without further ado, let's get into it. And let's start from the beginning. Now, because this happened six, seven years ago, I don't have exact dates. So, I'm going to just let you know, like in seasons. Okay, so summer this, fall this, winter this, blah, 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 right? So, many of you know that I used to teach kids. My mom and I actually owned a studio called Unified Dance Studio together and she did more of the business aspect of everything and I did more of the teaching, dancing, performing aspect and like we worked together hand in hand as far as like choosing costumes and whatnot. It was kind of our thing. It was like our little family business. And she was getting to a point where she no longer wanted to do this anymore because my sister was getting older and by this time I think my sister was like five six years old around there and my sister was kind of over it she didn't want to dance either so my mom wanted to focus mainly on my sister so she's like listen if you still have an interest with the studio and you want to keep this going you can I at the time was very 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 attached to all of the kids especially the kids that were there in that moment, because I've seen a lot of them grow up. I've been teaching and I've had them since they were like five years old. And by now, the ones that I've had since they were babies, they were now going into like their teenager phase. My older ones were in high school. So it's like I had a strong bond with them. And I decided at the age of 20 that I was going to take on the responsibility of being a studio owner by myself. Keep in mind, I didn't go to school for business. I was going to college for education because I know I wanted to continue teaching and inspiring. So I went to college for that. So I have no business experience whatsoever. And I also have a very, 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 very short temper, which comes in handy later on. But I have a very, very, very short temper and no experience in owning a business. So I was just eyeballing it because at the end of the day, my heart was in it for the kids at my studio. And I wanted so badly to keep this space open because it provided a safe space for my kids. And I love them and adore them as if they were my own. So I went ahead and I did that. This is a key, key, key part to everything. Now, let's get into the juicy details. So like I said, I had students that I've had since they were five years old and I was very overprotective of them. So one day I see one of the girls, she's talking with like um, a group of my girls and they all seem very serious and they all seem very angry. So I brushed it off in the beginning and I'm like, "Okay, I guess that's just them gossiping. So as I'm teaching the class, I noticed that one of my girls, they're very, very, very distracted. And she was one of my star students. She didn't get distracted. Much Like she was always very focused. She's one of those people who understood the assignment, never gave me any problems. So I'm like, that's a little weird that she's kind of off today. So I pull her over after class and I'm like, hey, is everything okay? And she's like, yeah, just boy problems. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I ignore it. The next day we have rehearsal because everything was run on weekends. So I would have them Wednesday, then they would have Thursday off. And then I would have them Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They were with me like that. So the next day comes around and I'm like, they're still in this same group. And now another girl is distracted. And she's another one who was one of my star students. So I'm like, what in the hell is wrong with the girls? So I pull them aside and I'm like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, yeah, so this redheaded boy from another studio is writing to us and they're writing to us like nasty things. I'm like, okay, well, what are these nasty things that they're saying? And it was like very kid ish things, you know, like they would go back and forth about like looks and stuff and kind of like making fun of each other, um, calling each other names. So it's like very like Teasing-ish. So me being me and being very overprotective, I'm like, well, then you know what? Ignore them. If they call you this, then you call them that. Like, it's not that serious. Are you these things that they're saying about you? And they're like, no. So we ignored it. I then, this is a time where AIM was happening. I then start getting messages from this boy. And he is very stalkerish. I'm just going to come out and say it. Very stalkerish. Where this person was adding me and messaging me from multiple aim accounts. I would block one account and then I would get a message from another account. And then I would block that account and get a message from another account. And then I would get other random accounts that would come and ask me about this person like, "Oh, do you like this person, do you think they're a good dancer? Do you like just a bunch of kid shit. So I'm like, look, I have no idea who this person is that you keep on bringing to my attention. They never danced with me before. I have nothing to say on that. So then I go back to the studio the following weekend and now my girls, two of my girls out of the group are crying in rehearsal. Like they don't want to dance. They they can't take it anymore. They're just dramatic, right? So I go to the girls, I'm like, what the hell is happening now? Like, we have things to do because we're getting ready for this Congress. And at my studio, this was our debut weekend where we would debut like 15 to 25 routines that entire weekend because we're also getting ready for competition season as well. Which we went to the competitions outside of the salsa scene, which is why we had to have at least 25 numbers because they were all in different styles, different age groups, yada, yada, yada. So this weekend coming up was very, very, very important. For me, especially as a choreographer, because I'm getting all of the debuts done and I really, really, really needed them to be focused because they weren't focused and they were getting on my fucking nerves. So I'm like, what is happening now? And I'm starting to see this boy is being really disrespectful to them. Like, it went from calling them out of their names. Like, I'm not talking about just like, bitch. No, like calling them sluts and whores and hoes and all this other stuff and just like downgrading them and then going as far as to making fun of their sizes, calling them fat, calling them giraffes, like calling them out of their name really bad. And then it got to a point where the youngest one involved in all of this was getting messages like he would like copy and paste, if I'm not mistaken, copy and paste like sexual like poems and send them to the girls. So that's where I drew the line and was like, hold the fuck up. What the hell is happening here? So then I started to get involved and I write to the boy myself. Now here is where I was at fault because I shouldn't have gotten involved in that moment. I should have then brought it to the, the parents and whatnot In the moment, I was just thinking of myself and like, fuck, I need to get my girls focused. Like we have a big weekend ahead of us. We have competitions coming up. We have a bunch of traveling gigs and it's like this little boy is fucking up my shit. And it's pissing me off because like I'm really over this. I'm over this drama. I'm over it being so fucking dramatic. So instead, in that moment, I grabbed the phone, wrote to the boy and I'm like, listen, you need to leave them the fuck alone already we don't want the drama. They don't want the drama. Block them. They'll block you. But do me a favor. Stop being disrespectful and stop calling them out of their name, which was what I said. So then I brought it to the parents' attention at my studio and they made me feel like what I did was correct because they were like, oh, thank you so much for having their back. I didn't know this was happening, but if you said you wrote to them and you handled it, we left it at that. Obviously, At the age of 27, looking back now, that was not the smartest thing I should have done. So, this little boy then goes into little boy fashion and starts messaging me. Cursing me out, writing up a fucking storm, blah, 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 blah. Posting videos, basically, of him mimicking me and making fun of me. What did I do? My hot-headed ass, in return makes a video on my Snapchat story in regards to them. I left it up for about 10 minutes. And then I was like, you know what? That's really petty of me to be arguing with this child. Again, me at the age of 27 would look at me at the age of 20 and be like, first of all, you're better than this. Second of all, grow the fuck up. Third of all, why are you being so immature right now? Like... Right to this boy's parents, mother, grandma, dog, cat, fish. It doesn't fucking matter what whoever is in charge of this child. You should definitely be bringing it to their attention. But instead, I decided to handle it on my own. 10 minutes go by. I'm like, okay, I'm creating all this damn drama. It's unnecessary. I have a lot of things coming up. Why the fuck am I even paying this any mind? So I go and I take it down. He then proceeds. He keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. Finally... I was like, listen, I'm going to speak to your mother and I don't remember how, but I got the mom's like number or I don't remember where the hell I got the number from, to be very honest, but I got the mom's number and we ended up speaking on the phone and I thought it was going to go as an adult conversation would go. But no, as they say, the apple does not fall far from the tree. When I tell you the fucking apple probably just fell from one branch to the other, that's literally what it was. First of all, I speak to her and I'm like, listen, your son is being very disrespectful. He is calling my girls who are minors, calling them out of their names. He's writing to them very sexually. He's also speaking to them in a very degrading manner. And then on top of that, he proceeds to write to me from numerous accounts. And she's like... Oh, okay, well, did you tell him something? And I was like, yes, I asked him at first to stop it. And then he goes and starts doing what he was doing to them, to me. And then I blocked him, and then he started making more accounts. So I blocked those accounts, and it got to a point where it's like, what the fuck, you're not leaving me alone. So I went and I responded back. She then goes, oh, well, that's my fucking kid. If you had a problem, you should have went and fucking told me. Again, me at the age of 27 looking back now is... None of that would have ever happened because I would have went straight to her and handle it. And it would have been adult to adults. And if she wanted to throw hands, then we could have just rumbled right there on the fucking floor if that's the case. Because she didn't sound like she was the type of person that can comprehend the conversation. So I was going off on her in response to the way she was going off on me. Because she was like, oh, you shouldn't fucking talk to him. You fucking talk to me. And my response to her was like, well, if your son want to act like an adult, I'm going to treat him like an adult. He came to me on some bullshit. I went and I responded in that manner. Whatever. She was like, he would never bother you again. I was like, that's all I fucking asked for. All I asked for was for him to leave me the fuck alone and for you to monitor your son's fucking social media intake. Because seriously, you don't check his phone. He's out here on numerous accounts doing this, 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 and this, right? Cool. Conversation ends. We wrap that up. I specifically tell my girls, stay the fuck away from this person. We don't want to deal with this bullshit anymore. We have other shit that we have to do. Weeks leading up to it, it's very quiet. Very quiet. And it's one of those things when, you know, you watch a movie and you know something bad is going to happen because the character is like, it's quiet. Too quiet. That legit was the first day of the Congress. Everybody on their side was very well behaved, and it was very, very suspicious to me because these are people who their director would allow them at 4 a.m., which they still do, but at 4 a.m., to just run the hallways and act crazy, act like they have never been outside. That has never been the type of director that I am. I'm sorry. This may make me problematic, but if you are a director that does not have control over your kids and you let them run around, especially in an adult environment, because at the end of the day, you have professionals, you have instructors, and the promoters also invest a lot of money into this event. And you're allowing your kids to come into their world, their space, and as they're trying to get ready or prep for a show, which for a lot of them, this is work. They have your kids in the background just running around, screaming their heads off, making hella fucking noise. If you allow that to happen, you should not be a child's director. Literally at all. And I don't want to hear the bullshit of, oh yeah, well kids are going to be kids. No, because I've had three-year-olds at the same event. And I look at them and I'm like, you sit here. Because you see how all of these big kids are sitting and being behaved? If you want to continue to travel... And you want to continue to perform with the big kids, I need you to act like a big kid. And with kids, when you assign them a role where they feel equal to the adults and the big kids, it's like, oh, okay, I can't move because that's it. Like, I'm, I got a job. But a lot of you guys, it's like, I needed to talk to you directors like that. I needed to tell you, listen, if you want to continue to be booked You need to be a big kid director, and I need you to sit your kids down and let them know that they have a job and they need to pay attention. Like, that's how bad it was at this freaking event. Anyway, we get there Friday, and everything is just too quiet for my liking. However, I am noticing a lot of stares than what I'm used to. And I'm definitely noticing this specific kid and a group of friends following me. And I don't say like following me, following me, like I'm taking two steps and they're behind me. No, like if I went up to the fifth floor, five minutes later, they were on the fifth floor. If I went to use the bathroom, when I came out, they were so happening to be walking around the bathroom. So I bring it to my mom's attention. I'm like, yo, shit's getting real weird. I don't know if it's just me, but I'm really feeling weird. So she's like, yeah, I feel it too. Like this tension is just crazy. And now this tension was even coming from people that we didn't even have these problems with. So I'm like, okay, whatever. The next day rolls around. The same thing. We go to the tech rehearsals, everybody's there, and all the studios. It kind of felt like it was all the studios, and then it was my studio by itself. So I'm like, all of this is a little weird to me. First of all, y'all all all hate each other. Y'all all talk shit about each other. So why all of a sudden you guys are all friends? But whatever. Tech rehearsal rolls by, and I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on. But I don't know. Like, you know when you get that gut feeling that shit's about to go south? Yeah. Let me fucking tell you. Fuck south. That shit went weast. It was so fucking bad after tech rehearsal. So it's showtime and I go downstairs and I kid you not, I wish it was like a movie out of Mean Girls. Like, you know, when the mean girl walks into the room and like snaps her fingers and everybody just does what she says. It was literally like that. Everyone backstage had on their track jackets. I don't know at what point was it, but at the same exact time in fucking unison, they can't get their fucking routines to look together, but they managed to get this to look together. They all take off their jackets and they're wearing a shirt in regards to me saying no bullying allowed. And they were trying to paint a picture to the event, to the people at the event, and everyone else, that I was fucking bullying them. Me. I was bullying them. Because I didn't have a whole bunch of other shit going on in my life. I wasn't trying to get all of these routines ready, get everybody ready for competition season, take on a whole business at the age of 20 with no fucking experience, graduating from college this year, turning 21. Like, no, I didn't have any of that going on. My sole priority in life was to fucking worry about this kid and just make sure that I bully him all day long. That's what you're telling me. Okay. So all of a sudden, my kids they get upset and they start crying. Oh my God, why are they doing this to Kate? Because yes, I am strict with my kids, but at the same time, I was more of a mother figure to them and I was also a role model to them. So when they saw a group of people bothering me and fucking with me, a lot of them were very, very, very upset because they knew the truth and they knew that all of this stemmed from the fact that I was trying to defend my girls because they were being disrespected, called out of their name, and treated like fucking shit. They were the ones being bullied. But again, they didn't have the same relationship they had with me that they did with their parents. So they trusted in me. And me being that type of director where I genuinely loved these kids as if they were my own, I took it upon myself to add that burden to my life. I didn't care because my kids were my priority if that makes sense so rightfully so all the kids get upset and they're like oh my god i can't believe they're doing this to kate how dare they they don't understand how hard she works and they took it very personal me i looked at them and i'm like look at the end of the day i don't give a fuck what anybody in here has to say about me am i a bully to you and they're like no and i'm like do i treat you bad no no Am I strict but still care about you? Yes. So then everything that they're saying, I can legit give two fucks about. Let's ignore it. Next day rolls around. It's Sunday. (sighs) Sunday. They're still wearing these fucking bully shirts that they wore yesterday. So you were sweating in it yesterday. You're walking around with it today, smelling like ass, grajo, and Saboya while you're at it. So while you're smelling up a storm wearing these same shirts trying to prove a point, and then they also got them done in red, which I forgot the detailing of this shirt. So I don't want you to be like, oh, that could have been about anyone. No, the shirt was in red. And it said no bullying on it. And then it also said team red for this very dramatic redheaded little boy. Okay, fine. So the next day, one of my parents, we had a big, big, big collab coming out where this was the first time for my studio. We were blending all ages together and they were all dancing at the same level and they were it was called a collab because we were collaborating together the entire studio and that was supposed to be our biggest latin production number for our competition however we were debuting it here because it's an event everybody you know got to see it blah 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 so one of my parents is upset that all of this happens and she is one crafty bitch (laughs) i don't know how she did it but when I got back from tech for her, so she had white t-shirts that said Team Kate on it. It literally just said Team Kate on it. There was a no bullying, uh, fuck you, fuck yourself, stop spreading lies. None of that. It literally just said Team Kate on it. And she gave it out to all of the kids and they wore it downstairs over their costumes. And They were representing more of a, you can say whatever you want. You can say Team Red, hashtag no bullying, but what the fuck you're doing right now is bullying someone. So they wore one to say, we support her. Say whatever the fuck you want to say. This is where we stand. And I'm pretty sure everybody else who has been working with her for years would feel the same way, which they did, especially the promoters. Now, this causes a lot of tension because now unwillingly the event is now split into two you have team red and you have team kate it wasn't really a gang situation everybody was just split into two and you kind of without it being spoken about you kind of had to pick a side who were you going to care for team Kate or team red right the night goes by, my kids have a phenomenal show. I'm so freaking proud of them because it was a big number for my little kids. It was it was huge. You know, it was their first time dancing with the, the bigger kids, and they were dancing at an adult level, blah, 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 blah. They asked me later on, because they had like a little teen party downstairs, they asked me later on, Kate, can we go to the teen party, please, please, please? And by this point, there was too much tension for me. I wasn't allowing them to go to the teen party. So they kept on going, please, Kate, please, please. We worked so hard for this event. Why can't we go downstairs and have a good time? I still said no. And then one of the parents called us downstairs and was like, hey, look, let's cut a cake for your mom. My mom's birthday had just passed or was coming up. I don't fucking remember. Anyway, we cut the cake for her. When we cut the cake for her, it was in the lobby. In the lobby. Key part, the lobby. So downstairs was happening the little party or whatever and my kids with their sad faces please can we go please can we go I was like fine we're gonna go for a little bit and you guys are not going alone you're gonna go with me and when I say shit is getting crazy you come upstairs they're like okay so we go downstairs and right away we noticed the tension whoever was on team red was on one side whoever was on team kate was on another side Now, it wasn't in a disrespectful manner where people started, like, you know, disrespecting each other yet. Everybody was just dancing with their studio. So everybody's dancing. They have a good time. Everybody's doing a little two-step, blah, blah, blah. My little kids start getting tired. So I send them upstairs. And I'm like, you go upstairs and you do whatever the fuck it is that you got to do. Go to bed, whatever. So I stay downstairs with, like, I want to say roughly there was, like, ten of us. There wasn't a lot of us anymore. Everybody had went to bed. All of a sudden... The DJ, which still to this day denies it and was like, oh, no, that never happened. And their girlfriend was actually there when it fucking happened and still to this day tries to deny it, but it happened. And even the people from the other studios had said that this happened. So I just want to make that very clear that this fucking happened. So the DJ then decides it's a good idea to put the song I Don't Fuck With You By Big Sean and starts to say, if you're from Team Red, put your hands up. So they start putting their hands up. And then he was like, "Okay, if you're from Team K, put your hands up. So it was like he was creating and enabling that whole battle where everybody was now trying to see who was the better team, who was screaming louder, who was doing this, who was doing that, and then starts putting the song on. So now everybody is starting to mouth it to each other. Like, I don't fuck with you. And it's very apparent. We don't fuck with them. They don't fuck with us. And we're all from that Bronx area where it's like, I'm not going to back down to you. Who the fuck do you think you are, adult or not adult? If you're coming to my face and you're disrespecting me, I'm going to disrespect you right back. So... One of the people on that side of Team Red, whatever you want to call them, they are someone who I can't even say what I want to say because I feel like it's offensive now with all of these fucking pronouns and shit. It was a female who dressed as a boy but identified as a she whose pronouns were she, her, but dressed like a boy. So Yeah, I don't I don't know what today's protocol for that is. They're not a they, them or any of that. So I'm still going to say she. But she was a lesbian and dressed as a bo- masculine. Uh-huh, I figured it out. It was a masculine dressed female. There we go. So decides to get in my face. And is like pushing me. And my brother was there. My brother is my best friend and since we were little and I was young, um, I used to get picked on a lot in the schoolyard and I was a skinny little thing and people would try to bully me and pick on me and try to fight me and my little chubby fat brother would always come running from across the yard ready to punch somebody in the face. He has always been overprotective of me. So in this Situation, he was the same way. She got in my face. She was pushing me, shoving me, and my brother didn't do anything to her. He was like, yo, 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 just back it up. Get out of her face. Like, why are you touching her? Why are you pushing her? You need to chill out. She then proceeds to tell my brother, fuck you, suck my dick. So my brother snaps and he says, You want to act like a man and you want to tell me to suck your dick? Show it to me. She didn't. So she then pushes him and he punched her in the face. So as soon as he punches her, everything just goes fucking ballistic. Ballistic. Everybody's fighting. I grab him. I pick him up and I'm running up the stairs with him by his shirt. And we go into the lobby where everybody's very chill. We go into the lobby and I scream at the top of my lungs. You guys need to... Call 911 because there is a brawl about to fucking happen. And I swear to God, if you have seen Lion King, you know where Simba sees those little rocks on the floor and then all of a sudden a fucking herd of buffalo just come out of nowhere. It was that exact moment. That exact moment. And a bunch of people were running all over the place. Everybody was fighting. Everybody was taking things off. Some people, like there was like five girls that started running towards me and they were chasing me. And because we had cut a cake for my mom in the lobby, which is why I said there's a key part, there was a knife by the cake. And one of those bitches grabbed the knife and started charging at me and tried to stab me. And... (laughs) My stepdad took a lamp and just tossed it at that bitch. Like when I tell you it went ca- crazy, crazy up in there. So there's a whole brawl going. My, my brother was fighting girls, fighting guys. Like it was just crazy. And then my other brother, he came down and then they hit him in the face. They hit him in the face to the point that he thought his mom was a medic and his mom works in the gym. Like she's the manager of Planet Fitness. So they hit that motherfucker so hard, they knocked him into a fucking different family. That's how bad that was. So the whole fucking place is brawling, blah, 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 blah. And while all of this is happening, the person who is the director of the studio is pointing fingers at my studio and another director's studio as if her redheaded kid And her team weren't the ones who fucking started all of this. So little Miss Jesusia was quick to take her fucking ass out of it and be like, oh, no, not me, not my kids. They were wearing the shirts that you gave them. They were wearing the shirts that you allowed, Miss Director Studio Owner, who is way older than me. You allowed all of this to happen, and now that it fucking blew up, now all of a sudden you're trying to take your ass out and be like, oh, no, I didn't do any of this. I didn't know any of this was happening. I didn't plan any of this. Are you fucking kidding me? Fine. Weekend's over. Now, if you think that the story is over, yeah, no. Today's episode is going to be real long because I'm going to get this one off my fucking chest. This is years in the making. So (laughs) weekend's over. My mom offers to pay for her damages. The other studio offers to pay for their damages. Little Miss Jesusia does not offer to pay for any damages. They feel like they've done nothing wrong. Mind you, on social media, her daughter was in majority of the pictures throwing up gang signs, talking about gang gang. And she's another one. She is as soft as a fucking flower. So I didn't understand why she was even promoting such violence. But they were. And then in the end, tried to take their ass out of it. Cool. A week goes by. Everything, once again, is quiet. Too quiet for my liking. I'm usually one to be on time to my studio. I usually also... Used to get there really early just so I can prep for my classes and whatnot. And this one specific day, I was taking my sweet ass fucking time. I'm on my way to the studio. And I realized I left my flannel at home. Well, not at home, at one of my friend's house. So I realized I left my flannel at my friend's house. And I'm like, "Mm, I want to go back and get it. I don't know why I needed to go back and get this fucking flannel, but I needed to get the flannel. So I go back to get my flannel which a flannel is a plaid shirt it's like a button down so I go back to get it and with going inside the house to get it I get a call from my mom she's like hey um the teacher that is working before you just called that like a detective slash police officer went to your studio and they want to speak to you I was like okay she was like do not go to the studio we're just going to go straight to the precinct and see what it is that they want Okay, fine. No problem. We go to the precinct and I'm sure I'm like, oh, this is probably about the whole no bullying situation and the whole like discussion about the brawl. And they probably want to hear my side of the story. So I go in, I see the detective. I forget his name, but he's a fucking douchebag. He thinking about it now, looking back at, at it now, he's definitely probably one of those fucking racist cops. But anyway, we'll get to him in a second. So I'm talking to the guy he's like, so do you know why I have you in here? And I'm like, yeah, I think it's regarding to the brawl that just happened. And you more than likely want to hear my side of the story. And he's like, yes. And this redheaded kid and shows me a picture. And I'm like, yes, I know that kid. And he's like, okay, cool. So do you want to tell me what happened? So I'm giving him the same exact details I gave you from beginning to end I'm like this and this and this and this and this has happened and then a ball and then the poof, and then the Adonis got knocked into a different family and like I'm just going all over the place but I'm telling him the full details and I'm like I'm my brother he ripped his shirt he was like naked it was a crazy crazy thing he should have been there anyway so that's what happened and he goes oh okay yeah, no, I'm not here for any of that. So what I'm here for is you're getting charged with a hate crime. I was like, oh, what? He's like, yeah, you're going to be charged with a hate crime. And you're also an endangerment to children. And I was like, wait, well, did you not just hear that whole story? They came to jump me. They came to stab me. The children of the corn were after me. I wasn't chasing nobody with knives. I wasn't, you know, punching anybody into different families and nothing. I was I was, the one who was targeted. I thought we had agreed to leave this alone, and apparently we didn't. They brought it to the event. So why? where is this coming from? Oh, yeah, because in a heated argument, you use the F word, which I'm not going to say it now, but it rhymes with kaget. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I did say that. But it was in response to being called a slut, a whore, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but because you use that word, you're going to have to go to jail. And I was like, what? Because I said the word with an F. How is that? What? I was trying to defend myself. Me now at the age of 27 now knows you got to be careful with the things that come out your mouth. You can't say the first thing that comes to your mouth, Gemini. You have to slow the fuck down and think before you say I'm better at it. Am I 100 percent perfect? No, I still catch myself and I'm like, bitch, you shouldn't have said that. But I'm a whole lot better. So then they try to charge me with a hate crime against gay people. So then I open up my phone and I'm like going down my pimp mobile, and I'm like, look, look, I've been with this girl, this girl, this girl, this girl. Like, I've done kiss this one, I've done made out with that one. I'm in a relationship currently with this girl. Like, I'm not, I don't, I'm gay. I'm gay. These are my people. I love gay people. And at this point, too, in the news, we also had gotten approved for like they were legalizing gays' rights to get married. So I'm like, I, I threw a whole party for that. Like, I what are you talking about? I hate gay people. I love gay people. Those are my people. I love them. And I have a girlfriend. Why are you doing this to me? And then they're like, yeah, there's also signed petitions. Now, here's where I no longer started feeling sorry for anybody. And this is where I started crying. And when I tell you, I can feel the heat from my tears burning my cheeks. That's how mad I was. Because there were signed letters saying that I physically abused children. And the director of this studio, who damn fucking well knows that I would never lay my hand on any child, signed off on all of these as a witness saying that I went to events and I was pushing children off of the stage. You mean to tell me, you as a parent listening to this right now, or even if you're not a parent and you're a brother, a sister, or an aunt, and I go to your sibling, your niece, your daughter and shove them off of a stage that is three feet high for no apparent reason, you're going to let that slide? You're not going to fuck me up? You're not going to want to punch me in the face? You're just going to say, I am going to file a complaint, and one day we will go to the police officers and let them know that last year you pushed my child. Are you serious? You wouldn't have handled it right there and then so now I'm looking at them and I'm like yo I don't understand how can you be believing any of this stuff didn't read me my rights or anything tells my mom they have to get out of the room and they handcuff me and lock my ass the fuck up so now I'm crying, not because I'm sad. I'm crying because I'm fucking pissed off. And the only thing that can play in my mind is that stack of letters. Because I'm sitting there like, there is no fucking way. There's no way you read those letters, looked at me and said, yes, this makes sense. Yeah, because I would have gotten away with all, those, with, with all those things that they said. I would have gotten away of pushing people off stages. I would have gotten away with, Hitting kids, and no one would have never done anything that wouldn't have been on my record. This is the first time you're hearing of this, and there's a whole stack of them. And then, what pissed me off even more, and still to this day pisses me off, is that the director's daughter, who used to be quote unquote my best friend, signed one of those papers, and it was the first one on top saying that I hurt kids. And then, <laughs> till this day, has the audacity to tell my boyfriend. I don't know why, because uh, for some fucked up Twilight Zone reason, they're still cool. You know, that's that's their business. I can give two fucks. As long as those people stay away from me, we're great. But has the audacity to tell my man, I don't understand why she doesn't like me. But I really hope to have a conversation with her so they can, one. you know, I want you guys to attend my wedding. Yeah, suck my dick plus one, bitch, if you think I'm going to that one. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, thank you. Uh-uh. That's like me effortlessly, voluntarily walking into fucking hell. No, thank you. Um, I'm going to have to take a rain check on that one. So anyway, back to my story. So now I'm in jail. And I'm fucking pissed. I'm pissed. Two days go by had to see the judge. All of a sudden, they're delaying everything. Now it went from the fact that I was an endangerment to him, because I was hitting him, which by the way, he wasn't even in my my fucking studio, but I was hitting him pushing him off of fucking the stage along with everybody else's kids. Now all of a sudden, the mother put in a complaint that I was sending possible pornography pictures to them. Are you fucking kidding me? So we ask, and my fucking Dollar Tree lawyer that I was given asked, okay, where's the proof? They had no proof, so they had to let me go on that. Now, for the next two, three years, we had a restraining order, and we had to go to like court every, I want to say every month, or it was like every other month. Anyway, it was fucking stressful because obviously this... This kid and his mom would never show up to court, so they were just delaying it, delaying it, delaying it. And every time it was like, oh, we can't let this case go because now they're saying the bullying has caused him to be suicidal. He now has to go to therapy, which never happened. All of this was just lies to delay and delay and delay the case. And the whole point of all of this was for them to see me lose my studio To see me lose my career and I was on the brink of losing my life because I felt like after this, because they kept telling me like this is going on your record. So then I went to school to be an elementary school teacher and teach kids, but I'm now not allowed near any of the kids. This is going to fuck with me for the rest of my life. And then I was getting charged for a hate crime, which was also going to fuck with me for working anywhere else. For the rest of my life. And this director, the mother, the kid, and the fucking director's daughter thought this was funny. This was amusing to them. This was very entertaining. That's why, and my strong, strong, like I say this with so much passion because I mean it. To the day that I die, I will fucking hate them. Hate them. My mom always told me that hate is a strong word. But honestly, I have no other way to describe it. Like, till the day that I die, I will fucking hate you. Because at that point is where my suicidal thoughts started to really emerge. And it was it was in court. In court, in front of my lawyer, in front of my mom. I said, you know what? I don't even think I'm going to make it to the next court date. Because all of a sudden, he's depressed now. So if I fucking kill myself by the next court date, just let them know. They won. They're good. They could keep the studio. They can have my kids. They could take the fucking routines. They can take everything. I don't want it anymore. If all of that meant so much to them. And that was their end goal. They can fucking have it. Just please leave me alone. And by the grace of God, by the next court date, the judge said, listen, you have a lot going for you. Stay away from this person. We'll allow the restraining order to go for another two years. I wish you nothing but the best. Pay this fine. We'll drop the case like it never happened. Sorry for wasting your time and let it go. I never paid a fucking fine so fast in my life. I whopped out my motherfucking card. I didn't care if that shit had negative two cents on it. I was like, take it, charge whatever you need to charge. I got extra cards in the back. Let me know what you need. If that one doesn't swipe, we'll figure it out. And sure enough, got rid of that charge. Fast forward to today. I saw this specific person two weeks ago at the tri-state. My anxiety was through the fucking roof. However, I wasn't going to let them win. I wasn't going to let them see that it bothered me. So I kept my head up, did what the hell I was there to do. And the director still allowed, like you would think after all of this, the director would be like, when you see her, just stay the fuck away from her. No, the director watching this fuck still allowed them to quote unquote torment me because they really weren't but it's like you would really think after everything that has happened and this was such a big deal like it was a legal deal that we couldn't even be in the same room for the past two three years you would think okay cool she's here he's here there's no restraining order just you stay over here if you see her over there like no everywhere I went they were there And they would look at me or like try to say stuff. I went to get water and they like made a scene like, like walked away so dramatic. And while I was with my old dance partner, when I used to go on trips, there was a trip one time that they were there and his mom tried the whole intimidation tactic and it didn't work for me. I was like, girl, that is all said and done. I'm way older now. I learned from that experience. Try me and I'm not slap you in the face me to her not to him I could give two shits but I'm like that's not gonna work and then they get in line to take pictures like all of like the other students and he had the audacity to get in the line to take a picture with me I walked away like why are you gonna try me why are you gonna play with me like that we're not doing that not today not ever try your mama before you try me try crack cocaine before you try me don't do that anyway (laughs) You would think people will learn. But this definitely has taught me to, one, take accountability for my actions. When I do something wrong, I need to realize I did something wrong. Apologize on my behalf. There's still so many details in between that I probably missed or don't remember. I don't care to remember them. Um, I'm over this. Never want to speak about it again. But, yes, a brawl did happen. Yes, I was in the middle of that. And that was the one that really changed everything for me and made me realize that I need to grow the fuck up. And that was also another main reason why I stopped doing it for kids and why I stopped teaching kids and wanting to work with kids, especially in this dance scene. Because while you're very passionate about your craft, not everyone has that same type of passion. And to them, this is just a hobby. For some, it may be like eat, sleep, breathe, dance. And those are the ones who have made it far with their dance careers and actually made it into careers. But other than that, it's just for in the moment and the drama and all that other stuff is entertaining to them. And when there was no more drama and there was restraint orders put in place, all of a sudden everybody lost interest. And I'm like, if it was for the fucking drama, you should have just said that from the get and none of this would ever happen because we would have never allowed it to get that far. But again, you live and you learn. I definitely learned my lesson. And like I said, I do now think before I say, not all the time. But I try my very, very, very hardest um, to think before I say and worry about myself. I try to look at the more adult resolutions in life. I try to always handle things as an adult. I try to stay calm. I understand that sometimes people want to get me out of character, but I also need to relax and calm down. I need to find my inner self. I need to count to 10 before I just go off at the mouth because the shit that I say can get real crazy. Well, this was a very long episode. I hope you guys enjoyed and I hope I never have to speak about this again. Fuck problematic. This was very traumatic for me. Hope you guys enjoyed. I will talk to you guys in the next one. I love you so much. I mean it when I say it. Talk to you guys in the next one. Bye.